0: WA's Nobated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for Breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. They swing the bend in the 2022 Melbourne Cup and don't forget this: two late scratchings Luna flare and Point Nepean as they turn the corner and Grand Promenade leads by a length and a half on interpretation. On the inside is Deauville Legend. He is the favourite for the race. Kimura on the inside of New Marion, then Montefilia Knight's Order. Around the outside goes Gold Trip Stockman. Emissary starting to poke up on the rails and the winner of 2019 Vow and Declare, starting to put itself in the race and Smoke and Romans and Charlie Rose and where is is the other one, Dasquian Jr. It's right down the outside coming right down past the Roses at the 400 meter mark and Knights ought to reach the lead. Numerian's there without a fight on the inside of Kimura. Doville Legend chiming in on the inside is Serpentine and Dasquian Jr. is right down the outside. Dasquian Sweet Jr. and Arafaho starting to run on strongly. Montefilio without a fight and Doville Legend and Dasquian Sweet Jr. and Arafaho! Arafaho down the out outside. It grabs the lead near the line and Arafahoe's won the Cup. Rachel King becomes the second female to win the Melbourne Cup. It beat Knight's Order, Montefilia, then Who Your male Serpentine, Doville, Legend gave nothing over the last 100 metres without a fight. Young Verda, and if you've backed anything else in the race, you've done your money cold. But Rachel King and Arafahoe have won the Melbourne Cup of 2022 on SENWA Breakfast. That's not bad there, Goss. <laughs> not bad at all. Uh, well, it's, a, what, it's a very feisty way to start. It can't win. Can't win? No, I don't think it can win. It's just the sure. name that came to my, when I was looking at the form guide, it's the one that jumped off the page. <laughs> well,
1: they're, as they're predicting today, with the, with the rain coming and yeah. coming hard as well, if it's a heavy track, gosh, oh,
0: I don't get all technical
1: it with me. It is throwing darts. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's the terminology—throwing darts at the dartboard. Uh-huh. A ruffie will get up. I think. I think it's been one out of. The last 20 Melbourne Cups has been a winner of the favourite. The favourites won.
0: Yeah. It, look, it's, it's a tough one. There are two scratchings, as I mentioned. So if you're in a sweep, uh, and uh, let me tell you, there is uh, two horses that are scratch, as I mentioned there. Luna Flare has come out, number 18, and also the earlier scratching, number 21, Point Nepean. Hey, we're here for Fleet Network. Frank Agostino and all the hard-working crew, they're going to have a great Cup day. WA's Novated Leasing special, Save you thousands on your dream car. FleetNetwork.com.au. And... You've got to say goodbye to your regular car loans and hello to a Novated Car lease with Fleet Network. See Gary Kibbertson, Adam Pickering's down there, Maddie Seal's down there and all the hardworking crew. And they're going to have a big Cup Day luncheon, I'm sure, today. We're in the Toolkit Depot studio and it is Cup Day. Are you excited for Cup Day?
1: Oh, I'm excited, guys. <laughs> I've never been this excited for a Tuesday morning at 6am for a long time. Normally when I'm up this this hour... In the past, it's been, you know, going down for an early bo- early morning beach session, getting punished on the training track. But sitting in the studio with you today <laughs> on this fine day, excited, is an understatement.
0: Well, it's interesting because the West Australian do, do, do a great job with the coverage of the Cup and they've got the double-page spread from the Cup sweep and it's got the colours. That was from yesterday's paper. And I just realised that SEN, Scotty and Goss and Hayes and i have got the full out across the bottom there as well. So there's even another another reason to get your West Australian out and have a look at the wonderful Cups Weaveman. See our full-page ad on the SEN Breakfast Crew as well. Now, you're going out. Oh, hang on. i Am I allowed to share this? Are you going out to the races today?
1: Yeah, I might be popping out for a couple of races.
0: Yeah? Oh, a couple of races.
1: Is that one? Just, is, just, just for a couple? code for... Yeah, I think, it. I think I'll be here. Puns? I'll be there from about uh, quarter to eleven till probably six o'clock. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try, try and squeeze in as many races as I can.
0: <laughs> it's midday of the cup, and don't forget for all those who rang yesterday, we have got your horses and in your cup sweep as well. Just some fresh news: the Perth Wildcats got absolutely pizzled on last night by Melbourne United. They've got some work to do. It's not throwing the baby out with the water just yet, but they've got to dust themselves off and get down to Tassie to take on the Jack Jumpers on Thursday night. So come on, the Caddies. Let's hope they fight back. Uh, down at the WACA, WA are resuming this morning. They've got Queensland all out for two hundred and ten. Day one of that Shield match, and they're one for nine in response. And Australia got the job, job done against Ireland. Aaron Finch with a hamstring injury, but he did top score with the bat. What do you make of the Australian performance?
1: Well, great for Finchie. Great for Finchie. Uh, he really stood about up. About time. About time. Stood up at the top of the order. Without him, where did, where did that leave Australians? I think it just shows. Like, a lot. We haven't had a complete performance by the Australian no. at eleven, which I think gives a level of optimism of where they can get to in the tournament if they get to the next stage. That's yep. the biggest question, is the next stage. Well, they're
0: cheering for New Zealand today.
1: They need New Zealand to win yep. against England.
0: Yeah, we certainly do need New Zealand to win. That game is tonight. It's a doubleheader up there in Brisbane. Hey, last night, I don't know where how it went for you, but last night was trick-or-treat night, Halloween. <laughs> Fantastic. It is a community comes together. Now they don't come near my house because we have a big sign up saying so "Don't come in." Right, kids stay away. Uh, um, Beware, vicious dog! Beware, <laughs> he'll lick you to death. We've got enough going on in our house, so we don't. Need, but we're on a main road, so they don't come to us. But there's a little bit of a community over, and it's actually over near where Gilly's house is, the next road down. I won't say where that is, but it's down not far from Gilly's house. And the community just comes out to play, and the kids do a great job. The parents, it is for the youngies to do. What about where you lived? Uh, how, how did you go last night? I, I noticed you did put a post that you had um, chocolates to the rooftop.
1: Yes, yes, gosh, I, I did actually. I um, I thought it was a great opportunity for myself to get down to the local deli and uh, stock up on <laughs> stock up on all all things chocolate candy.
0: Are you on your pad here, or was, was Ellen
1: with you? l was working, so I was on my pad, and uh, you know I took a liberty myself to make sure I got multiple bowls worth of chocolate and candy. Candy? What's that? Lollies? Oh, just lollies. Yeah, mate. Can we use the Australian terminology, please? Candy? It sounded a bit better. Well, yeah, Halloween trick-or-treat is American. I know that, but you're in Australia. Okay, Okay. fair enough. So it's lollies. (laughs) And um, in Hove, only a handful of kids came through because, you know... It's, it's my chance to have a legitimate reason to have candy in the house. Gotcha. Lollies in the house. <laughs> mind you, yeah, mind you, you know, an hour have been, I've seen all these, all these kids walking up and down the street, up and yeah. down the road.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm out the front with this massive bowl of chocolates. I put it, I put it quite on, on, the, uh, on the porch, did quite you have, visible. Did you
0: have um, like a pumpkin head or did you have some webbing or did you have any spooky stuff that people said, hey, that house is getting involved in trick or treating? That's probably
1: where I uh, missed missed the mark. I think. Were
0: you dressed up? Did you wear a cape or you know mask uh, and scary negative stuff? Negative
1: again. Negative again. Did
0: the dog have like a little outfit on?
1: Hindsight's a beautiful thing, Gos. None of the above. None of the above. So every time the kids walked up to my house, they'd cross the road and was go there lots to lots of kids. That's about I reckon thirty in total. Yeah, nice. And I reckon it took me an hour to get my first group through to get get, get some chocolates. And I had to shout out, saying, who wants some chocolates? And then I get a message from my partner saying, at least you should try and scare them. And I was like, well, no, I'm just trying to give out some chocolates to be like a good Samaritan in the community. But it took an hour to get through, and I reckon I had three groups, and there was about 15 groups in total, and only three rocked up to the house. So I think it's, I'm not sure what that means about uh, the effort I put into the Halloween itself or trick or treat but um I was I sort of left me a little bit glass half empty not half full a bit flat a bit flat yeah so I think next year I'm going to go the the full the full go and and really get into it get some webbing out the front some pumpkins <laughs> cuz I remember it's kids best memories
0: they probably looked across I just saw some bloke standing on his veranda with the yeah, bottle of chocolates going, come a bit for some chocolates. He goes, no chance, mate.
1: Well, I thought about just getting out of one of the games. He's it <laughs> just to try
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> entice someone to
1: just, just come and engage. Should've, you should have got your premiership medal out and shown it out.
0: Hey, look
1: at my one. Uh, my under-16 Adelaide Junior Football Sorry Club premiership that. medal. Sorry about that.
0: It's uncalled for. It's unnecessary. Morning, boys. Happy Melbourne Cup Day. It's Christmas. For those who love a punt, I'm going to play around with 14 and 24. Um, fantastic. The, the rest of the text didn't work out, but uh, it is. Nice call, Goss. I think Smoking Romans and Jamie Carr can get the money. Uh, look, look, Have a bet. Gamble responsibly. Enjoy your day. So you're going to the track. I'd yep. love to know what people are doing um, because for the past oh, – Five years, I hosted a function for um, a a ride for youth and um, loved doing it. And um, Melbourne Cup Day, the race would be on and then the party started because the race is on at midday. So people get in at 11.30 to the event. I love it. Have a champagne, watch the race and then sit down and then the rest of the races no one really cares about unless you're really a racing person. Yeah. But I got stiffed and hopefully those people are listening uh, right now who organise this event... When someone suggested they could get someone to host it for free, Mm. because my time is money. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, and yeah, being a a, a professional MC and auctioneer. Um, Yeah, thank you. Um, I lost my gig, because someone said they could do it for free.
1: Mm. There has to be a kickback somewhere along the
0: line. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Anyway, normally the busiest man in the world on Melbourne Cup Day, yours truly, but... I'll be at home waiting for the phone to ring and friends to sitting there watching the race on my own. I've been invited to the races, Simon Miller. You, so that's okay. And that's all right. So I've lost the gigs. The last couple of years have been a lot tougher than people realise and Cup Day is the day where I come out to play and shine. But, no, no, it's OK. I'll be all right. I wouldn't want to get in the way of your footy mates and, you know, and Simon Miller's, you know, Amelia's dual day at the races or anything. I'll just stay at home and watch the races of mine. That's OK.
1: I'm glad you said it, Goss, not me. <laughs>
0: Saved you the hassle. Uh, just repeating, the Wildcats lost last night. WA in control of the Shield game down at the Whacker. Good luck with the bat on day two down there. And Australia are still alive in the World T20 Cup, of course. And let me say they we are cheering. If you're a Kiwi, I've never loved the Kiwis more. If you're a tow truck driver and you're a Kiwi, I love you even more today. So uh, good luck to all the Maoris out there who are absolutely cheering. Morning, Uh Shep and Goss made a rookie error last night, left the lollies outside while I went out to hang out the washing. In about 10 minutes, some teenagers on electric scooters who weren't dressed up emptied the bowl and took off, confronted them, and they told me to get going, ruined it for the rest of the kids. Yeah, Johnny? A few of those kids out there, mate. There's a few of those kids out there. Yeah, there's some nasty children
1: out Mm. there. Not your children.
0: No. Trick or treat? I don't understand. So so treat is the lollies, and what's the... Oh, so if you don't give them something, then they give you something back and they might throw an egg at you well, or I, I, water bomb you or something.
1: Is that how it I, works? I think they're te- technically meant to you know, do a trick or scare or do something for, oh. for an um, for exchange for lo- lollies but or chocolate. But, you know, I, I, was, I was desperate just to give, <laughs> give away anything. But Anyone that's stepped foot on, on the property, they were getting the whole shebang, both chocolate and lollies.
0: Well, why didn't you? Was it getting dark by the end?
1: Not really, no. It was quite quite early actually.
0: <laughs> so you've got all this chocolate, yeah. still left.
1: Oh, uh, copious amounts.
0: What's the name of your dog? Uh, Harper. Right here. I saw him <laughs> sitting there looking at eyeing it off last night on your post on your socials.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's uh, we're, 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 Actually, we're, we're two dogs, mate. I've got a border a collie, Kelpie, and I've got a little French bulldog. Little little little, little tiny little French bulldog. I know mate. you have. Yeah. It's beautiful. very
0: Scott Lyssett like. Beautiful, mate. Has he still got his dog, Scott Lossett? Yeah, a little French dog? Oh, um,
1: remember that yeah. dog he had? was famous for... Yeah, well, I haven't seen too many posts about it, so <laughs> if I was a betting man, <laughs> it might have, I think it might have uh, left us. Might have left us, Oh, yeah. that's a bit sad. Well, a beautiful dog.
0: Yeah, very true. Um, morning, Goss. Uh, thanks for Dover Legend uh, For Deauville legend, a few months ago, backing at $14. Whoa. And having a $40 double with Animo in the cockpit means I can... Lay off, as they say in the classics. Good on you, Scotty. Actually, ladies and gentlemen, we have got our final field of horses. So if you are in the Melbourne Cup suite from yesterday, we do have our final field. Can we have some music, please, Mr Maestro, or the uh, or the sirens or whatever? What's happened here? It? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I'm ready to go. Radio Gold Trip has been taken by Luca of Guildford. Duay, Allen of Bunbury. Knight's Order, Vic of Churchlands. Montefilia, Calvin of Allenbrook. Numerian goes to Ryan of Bankshire Grove. Without a fight, Nigel of Gosnells. Kamora, John of Woodvale. Good on you, Johnny. Doville legend, Xavier of Canning Vale. Stockman goes to Brian of Bunbury. Lisa from Ellenbrook has vow and declared. Been there, done that, won the race in 2019, 2019 Lisa. Young Werther, written by Bunbury's Damien Lane. Ryan of Australind. Oh, there's a link. There's a little link. Scotty from Bayswater. Who you mar? Well done, Scotty. Phil of Capel's got Serpentine. Dasque and Sweet Junior goes to Nick of Averley. Jay of Scarborough gets Grand Promenade. Arapahoe goes to Daryl of Harvey. Michael Palmyra gets em- Emissary. Aluna Flair Roy of Temple. Star. That's scratched, Roy, so um, that's no good for you. Smoking Roman Susan of Busselton. Uh, Charlie Rose, uh, Point in the pen is Scratched, uh, Steve of Eaton, you get Charlie Rose, High Emotion, David of Golden Bay, Interpretation, Brendan of Lansdale and Realm of Flowers goes to... Um, I can't remember who's that. I can't read my own writing. But anyway, you know who you if you uh, haven't got a horse by then. So anyway, good luck So you've all got $2 running for you. And if Doveville Legend wins, that's uh, going to be a very tight result. Let's get a breakaway. Um, again, Olivia Newton-John... We're going to play a little bit of a Living Newton John. I'm going to explain to you. Why? Well, here we go. Physical, physical, Hawaiian, physical. So yesterday we described ourselves as we're preparing to shred. We're going to focus on Christmas. You yep. and you say oh, I might start today. Yep. The only shredding I've noticed in your neck of the woods is you've had a slight, you've had your ears lowered slightly.
1: Yep. Is that a haircut? Yep.
0: How much physical work, apart from walking to the shop to get candy yep. for the kids, what did you do?
1: Oh, I actually felt bad trying to have a, a day head start, so I, um, <laughs> I made, made sure that I was busy busy in the afternoon, did a little bit of gardening. And, oh, she um, nice. you said that you to pull weeds. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, mate, uh, it went, yeah. <laughs> you can't say that I really enjoy gardening too much, but... Mowing, I don't mind. Yeah, I love a good mow. But um,
0: your ex teammate Elliot Yeo is a lawn freak.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely not like that. Mowing for me is just a. I, I go through phases, Gos. Where I'm all in, or I just just leave it and I get really lazy. <laughs> and uh, I found some inspiration from yesterday. I think after this chat yeah. on air. So what'd you do? Pulled some weeds, weeds out in, the, in oh. the yeah weeds out in the in the lawn, I should say. That's how much in I the made. lawn. In the lawn,
0: yeah, it's a couple of grown. What Are you picking? Yeah. Did, you pick, did you just sit on your bum with your legs forward? Of you, sort of like sit next to it. And like the, <laughs> I uh, not, no, no, you know,
1: I no. how those
0: people no. do it? Uh... Have
1: you seen those people do it? Oh, I have not. No. Yeah, the sort of more the, oh, the gardening channels.
0: <laughs> is that, that uh, Alan's Keel? Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yep. So I didn't do any physical activity yesterday. I was meant yep. to, but I it was uh, the, the previous weekend of uh, uh, flying in and out and com- to, um, commentating cricket took its took its hold of me yesterday, so I was a bit tired. I didn't sleep at all, but I just didn't do anything. But today's the day. I'm going to go from the lounge to the you fridge, the, to the, the fridge experience. to the lounge. Pick up the remote. I'm going to work because I'm going to be watching the races. Five, six, yep. Seven, Melbourne Cup Day. Well, Is that it. It's a good way to
1: burn some nervous energy. Get out. Go. Go for a walk. Go for a light jog. <laughs> Don't exert yourself too much, guys. You know, you can't. You can't think you're going to win the race, day one, okay? It's a marathon. It's a two-month event.
0: Your only, The only chance you've got of doing any exercise today is running for an Uber with the rest of the crowd <laughs> at Ascot. We're in the, the Toolkit Depot studio. Thanks to Frank Agustin and all the hard-working crew at Fleet Network. Don't forget, say goodbye to the regular car loans and hello to a Novated lease with Fleet Network. Don't listen to us. Get on to fleetnetwork.com.au. Get in touch with the, the boys and girls out there and they will help you. Keep the text coming too on the temper and bedshed text line zero four eight. 7736736. On our show today, Miles Fitzner live from Flemington with the latest. He is a tipping freak. He is. Follow his tips and you won't go wrong. Chris Lynn will join us. Of course, last night, Australia. Chrissy Lynn, a more part of the SEN cricket team. Scotty Cummings will be. Is he going to be on course? We assume he'd be on course by then. If not, he'll be uh, be in a taxi. (laughs) Uh, Michael Wells is going to join us in the studio very shortly, actually. Wells is the new face. He's joined us from the Melbourne Rebels um, in June. He's with the Western Force, and we're looking forward to chatting with the Force. And don't forget, you can get a Western Force membership for just $102, available at westernforce.rugby. And Jason Richardson, who's going to be getting off a plane up there in Sydney for the Channel 7 coverage of the Sydney races. But we're going to get his Melbourne Cup tip because he also is a wonderful tip. All right, 22 past six. This is Shep and Goss, Melbourne Cup Day. Keep the calls coming, keep the texts coming. Bad news for the Wildcats last night, they got flogged. Good news for the Warriors down at the Wacker, they're going okay, and Australia is still alive in the World T20 Cup. This is Breakfast on SENWA. events, and some of the great moments in history. It's On This Day. Melbourne Cup Day, first day of November. Happy birthday for celebrating a birthday with lots of famous people and lots of famous events. Gary Player was born on this day in 1935. Bomber with a double bogey six is finishing with a 281 and has to settle for a second-place tie. Player becomes the first foreign entrant to win the Master. Still around, 87 years of age is Gary Player, South African, absolute South African superstar. John Williamson, great Aussie, born on this day in 1945. Let me tell you of an interview with an old man, he's got a beak and feathers and things, but the poor old feather ain't got no
3: wings are jealous of the wedge-tailed eagle? Well, the <laughs> eagle's flying round and round to keep them two feet firmly on, on the, the ground. ground. Now, I can't fly,
0: but I'm telling you, I could run the pants off a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> John Williamson, 77, today. Jim Steinman is born on this day in 1947. He's a wonderful uh, US songwriter, had this classic, and this was when he was in his prime for Meatloaf. <laughs> Number songs for Bonnie Tyler. He also wrote this one. I know this gets you up and about, Shep. there we go, Celine Dion.
2: Oh, Celine, stop
0: it. He was hey, Lyle, love it. 65 today. If I a boy, go out on Best male country ship. singer in 1990 and also formerly the husband of it, <laughs> You've zoned out of my favourite segment. Lyle Lovett was married to who?
1: <laughs> You're the one telling the story.
0: <laughs> oh, are you z- what are you doing? I was
1: just reading the text line. Who's he married to? He was married to Julia Roberts. Oh Julia Roberts, yeah. Got that one.
0: Sophie B. Hawkins' birthday today. You'll
4: see your your
0: 58 today. Tina Arena, otherwise known as Filipina Arena. I've worked with her. But we're on air. I don't know if you know. You can stop whispering what we're doing. Tony Collette's birthday today. She's 50. You're terrible, Muriel. Absolutely. Emma George is 48 today. So, Emma George, second attempt at the new world record height. Can she get outdoor world record number 10? Here she goes. And she's over. Uh, She's a Victorian, but she lived a lot of time in Perth because that's where the pole vault system was, uh, over there at the WA Athletic Stadium. And on this day in 1994, believe it or not, Mariah Carey recorded and released this classic. (laughs) the first. big day, isn't it? Yeah. Big day. yeah, it is.
1: This is one of your favourites. It is. Does this get a run every Christmas for Yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh, is she she's going out with James Packer? Was that the right
1: Kerry? Don't act like you don't know. You know exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just trying to bring everyone into the conversation, Chip. It's called radio. And on this day in 2005, the mighty mayor, B Diva, did this. Happy birthday. But McCurdy Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. for Gillian Goss, but Shep's in the studio because Scotty's in Melbourne for the Melbourne Cup Carnival. We'll be checking in with him. Got to get him early because the day gets away from him late. It's 26 away from 7. Don't forget, you can win a Freeman Cafe coffee for a year. Visit the My MyMaccas app. Sport update time with Chris Klofounis, who is the producer to The Star, and Brad Shepard. Good morning. Similar story to yours
3: as well, Shep, last night. I dressed up, though, as well, a little bit. yeah. Well, when I say dressed up, I had yeah, some leftover fake...
0: Hey, mate, we're on air again. My missus
3: had some leftover fake blood from uh, her Halloween party on the weekend. My partner, sorry. My girlfriend. Thank my you. lovely lady friend. Thank you. And she... Uh, <laughs> I got dark. So we got a bit of um, fake blood on myself, put the lights on outside, went to the shops, like rushed off to the shops at like four o'clock to make sure we had all the chocolates ready. Yep. Zero. Zero. No kids yeah. came by. If they did, they avoided the place. It was well, they see you really at, disheartening. Well, they see
0: you for the other 364 days of the year, and you're such a surly, grumpy bloke. I, go, <laughs> I do look Don't grumpy. go near his house.
3: because I get out of the car at 11 <laughs> o'clock, 12 o'clock, at, in the middle of the day looking tired and grumpy.
0: <laughs> Stay away. Anyway, so what did you buy? Because uh, Simon Miller has texted us, the racehorse trainer to the stars. He just said there was a clear method to your madness last night. Yeah, it was. It was just a lolly stock up, and you were hoping no kids came. Well, I was hoping a couple came.
1: Um, which in the end a couple came, but it took a couple of hours to get them to come. So, yeah, I've got a couple of bowls at home still, which is, uh, will get me through for the next week or two.
3: I <laughs> found you? out afterwards uh, that you've got to maybe sign up on the community Facebook page that we found. They said, hey, sign up and put your yeah, address down as that. a safe address. I can imagine. We that. didn't do that. We have only just moved in, though, to be fair. So next year, oh, it's all about hindsight. So look out, excuses, for the, look yeah. out
0: for the lurkers at 35, Smith Street.
3: Stay away from that house. All right, what do you got? Wildcats got smashed oh. 94 to 77. Damn there. Me. worst losing run since 2018, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, but as you mentioned, Goss, WA, in a pretty good position. They dismissed Queensland for 211 at the whacker. They're one for three. Sammy Whiteman out first ball. Bangers, our man's yeah. still in. Uh, Corey Roccacioli. In, of course, as the night watchman. Uh, elsewhere, Australia, they beat Ireland and uh, Aaron Finch has picked up an injury, unfortunately, which is not good news for him. But we'll watch this oh. space. Tim David also injured. Marcus Stoinis out with a bit of a hamstring. So watch.
0: Funny part is, Shout. so Finch has done a hammy. Top scored, and everyone was cheering. Oh God, there's going to leave a huge hole in the Australian team. Everyone's been calling for his sacking for the last six months. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's the most important player. Oh
3: God, what are we going to do without him?
1: Well, I think the big issue there is: there's Finch out, also Tim David and Marcus Stoinis mm. potentially. If if they're out for a week or a week in this tournament, that's 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 it. No, it's that's not done.
0: No, it's not. Well, they're they're done, but we've got Cameron Green. who can't get a game. Oh, Almost. Stoin- Steve Smith can come in. We've
1: got yeah. some good players.
0: That's yeah, a good but players. you
1: want players that have been playing. You want Tim continuity as that. Tim Davis is
0: lucky to keep his spot in the team.
1: Oh, come on, Goss. Wow.
0: I know he's a West Australian, but he's he's still lucky to be getting the game. He doesn't bowl. So what's he in the team he, for?
1: He, he can bowl. You've got yeah. Maxwell bowling instead because Maxie's
3: bowling right. You need options. He did very well last night, did Glenn? he, oh, Glenn? You know, first name no basis, by the yeah. way. I just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neville Australia signed a $15 million yeah. sponsorship deal with Visit Victoria, which yeah. is great news is for that sport. Is it's, it really? Well, 15000000 million. I'd be pretty
0: happy 15? with that. I don't agree with that, but anyway. Okay, not good news then. <laughs> no, Unlucky. it's good news in your opinion. <laughs> Unlucky, Neville Australia. I think it's great that they've got a sponsor, but I'm a bit surprised that they've gone into a one state.
3: Ah, yes. Visit like Victoria rather than Visit Australia. Yeah. Tourism Australia should have gone should on
0: board. Should have been a federal You could. It's a netball team. It's a national netball team. One of the most successful. It should have been a national. National sponsor done right. by the anyway, government. terrible news. Get and
3: young Aussie Christian Volpato, <laughs> he scored for Roma overnight and assisted one. He's eighteen years old. It's still up in the air whether he's going to play for the Socceroos or for Italy. You'd think he'd get more of a chance uh, with the Socceroos, but uh, it's it's a, a tug of war at the moment between the two nations. And he's playing very very well for Roma in the city. Ah,
0: nice work by you. Twenty two away from seven. Let's introduce our guest into the studio. His name is Michael Wells. He comes to us, of course, from well, he comes us. he's a uh, I hate using this name. Well, first of all, welcome.
5: Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for having me. Um, journeyman, journeyman. I, I describe journeyman, but a man of of great um, stock in regards to to rugby. You come to the Western Force uh, from
5: Melbourne, the Rebels, and you've been at uh, the Tars previously, the Brumbies and Sevens as well.
0: Fantastic. And how did you end up in Perth? What's
5: what's the lure? Uh, the new coach Simon Cron. I've Got a pretty long history. He coached my club team back in Sydney, northern suburbs, and um, he's been by far and away the best coach I've had. So it's a new challenge for me to get more out of myself and contribute more to a team. And it's a team that he's running, so it's familiar to me.
0: And you're a former captain at the Rebels, so you obviously got leadership and, and you bring the experience across. In a nutshell, what does the Force squad look like in regards to the makeup of the Force, in regards to the experience, and maybe you bringing that experience in your leadership role as well?
5: Yeah, reasonably young group from. My time here, I've only been here a couple of weeks so far. Um, there's still a good core of leaders, uh, Folletti, Ian Pryor, Isaac Rotter, um, guys with a lot of experience themselves. And so there's a strong core of guys who've got super rugby and international experience and then a good group of young guys coming through who are exciting and, and um, enthusiastic.
0: Uh, I'm going to get more into the rugby in a moment. I'm going to get a breakaway, but I just want to ask you, today's Melbourne Cup Day and when you're in the Melbourne Rebels, I'd imagine Melbourne Cup Day would be a special time for the group. Um, last year, did you do anything special? The last couple of years and when you've when you've been in your time in Melbourne, uh, did you sort of soak up the atmosphere of Melbourne Cup Day?
5: Yeah, obviously uh, Melbourne Cup was a bit different a couple of years ago with everything that's been going on. But last year was good. I had a uh, function with the partners on the Yarra and, as you can imagine, it's a pretty long day in Melbourne, so it's quite
0: enjoyable. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, today the first race goes in, can you believe this, the first race goes in just over an hour's time. We'll still be on air and they will have jumped in the first race. Uh, in Melbourne at Flemington. I'm going to get a breakaway, come back and talk more to Michael Wells. Western Force membership, now at westernforce.rugby. Um, the Sea of Blue have been very loyal to the Western Force mm. through mm. a lot of adversity over the years, but gee, they've bounced back strongly with great support, of course, from uh, Mr. Twiggy. And uh, we're going to have more from Michael Wells and talk more about this year's Super Rugby season, which is ahead. This is Shep and Goss on breakfast on SENWA. 13 12, the Tookie depot open line is the number or the 10- at Bed Shed text line 0487 736 736. Michael Wells, our studio guest from the Western Force. studio from the Western Force. Don't forget you get more bang for your buck. Western Force membership starting from $102 available at westernforce.rugby and no time to waste. You've only been here about a week and uh, I think you get on a plane in a day or two and head to Japan for a couple of weeks.
5: Yeah, we head for a couple games against the D-Rocks in Japan on Thursday, so it'll be a good experience for a lot of the guys. Uh, There hasn't been too much travel in the last couple of years, so be good to get back to the touring lifestyle for a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, why do you have to go overseas to do something like that? Can you not just travel and play another team in Australia, or is it just almost like a team bonding thing? Is it spreading the word of of the the force? How does that shape up?
5: You definitely can play the Australian teams, but in the season we play them twice anyway. Um, it's a very known entity, I guess. Uh, you study each other, you know each other's games. Japan is a very different style. It's much more open running rugby. It's really exciting. Um, That's what their fans love. That's what they try to play. And so for us in a pre-season, it's a perfect game because it tests your cardio. You're going to be running the whole 80 minutes. Um, It also gives the team a chance to get away together, Mm. spend more time, build that culture, shared experiences, uh, which is probably something you really want to do if it's a newer group and changing coaches, a few new players in. So it's probably something you'd prefer to do rather than stay in Australia.
1: So the season starts February... Next year?
5: Yeah, around Feb. Longest Feb. pre-season in the world. Well, say, so
1: it's November now. So you're going over to Japan to play. It's a professional standard. It's going to be a high-quality rugby. So how conditioned are each member of the squad now to be able to run out the full 80, min- 80 minutes of rugby? Because, you know, from a, from a football background, you know, that would be sort of high risk and red flags everywhere. But obviously, you know, you've done the work and conditioning-wise to be able to play a full game r- rugby
5: Yeah, we have reasonably long pre-seasons in in Rugby Union. Um, It's not unusual to start August sort of thing and on the back of finishing in June, July. Um, Condition-wise, you'll know from your experiences, there's a difference between match fitness and and running fitness. So guys are reasonably fit running-wise. The match fitness comes and you can only get that through playing. So that's why playing now is actually really important. You iron out that sort of game fitness. So you hit ground running in Feb, you carry it across. We'll have more trials in, in January, Feb, early before the season starts. Um, but it's good to get a couple games in now just to get contact load in because, again, training contact-wise is very different to game contacts. Um, so having specific game stuff's actually important to have all year round because we don't play too many games. Our season's about 16 games, so probably a bit different to AFL and, mm. and NRL. Is it a good way to each squad member to... So each squad member will represent the Guernsey, Guernsey I should
1: say, in, in this upcoming uh, matches in Japan? Or is it a good way to see who's who's available, who, which which players might be playing a bit out of position or what it, what the best 15 looks like?
5: Yeah, it's definitely an opportunity to build combinations, but then also there are a few guys who come in and, and train pre-season um, and it gives them an opportunity to actually push for a, a contract or an opportunity to play next year. Um there's nothing better than to be able to show playing a game rather than training. You only get so much from training experience. And so for these guys, it gives them a proper and pays justice to the sacrifice they're making for coming across and doing everything uh, to actually give them a chance to play a game and, and show what they have on the field.
0: Michael Wells, our guest here in the SEN studio, of course. Don't forget, uh, Western Force memberships now available at westernforce.rugby. We talked about you being at the at the Rebels and being a captain there. You also won the Weary Dunlop Award, last year, 2021, yep. 2021. you got your Wallabies call up. How do you just say, sorry, Rebels, I'm going to Perth? Is it just the nature of, you know, you wanting to be with Simon and, again, in your career just a, or did you see something you liked about the force and maybe coming across? You've come across with your wife. I mean, I feel that sort of um, suitcase lifestyle can be somewhat difficult.
5: Yeah, I mean, obviously, on that point, it's definitely credit to my wife. She's picked up everything and moved twice, and so that's that's massive to her and enabled me to do what I want to do and, and put so much into my career. Having her there supporting is obviously really really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the move was a difficult one. Uh, Melbourne had all the opportunities to, for me to stay, and particularly being a captain somewhere, you never really want to leave that. But as you can understand, perspective changes once. Things are presented to you and um, the force was an opportunity I really couldn't pass up. Um, They're a club on the rise, 100% sure. With Crony coming in, the expectation is to win. And as a competitor, as a sportsman, you're there to win. You're not there to participate. And so Crony's sales pitch was... We're going to win,
0: and the Sea of Blue are very loyal, incredibly loyal. Been through a lot, of rugby fans. Very strong grassroots um, structure in WA rugby, and getting better all the time. Rugby WA do a wonderful job in trying to rebuild that through the schools, and it's incredibly strong. Um, when you're an opposition player, did you always like to come across the WA, and did you? How did you find the Sea of Blue fans? Because they can make some noise. And as I said, when we got turfed out of the comp, and then got brought back in through Twiggy's hard work and structuring up different competitions, a lot of those diehard fans stayed fat with the
5: team? Yeah, it's definitely something you notice, particularly when you're playing in Perth. The fans are constantly there. It's something I probably missed playing in Melbourne and Sydney where fans tend to be a bit more fickle, um, support waxes and wanes with results. And particularly here, you found that the fans have stayed true regardless of what's mm. going on. And it's that tribalism, that faith that you really want to you know, vindicate and support when you're being a player. It gives you more reason to go out there, do more, do that extra yard because you know that the fans are sticking by you no matter what. And so considering what Perth fans have gone through and the rugby community in Perth has gone through over the past few years and now essentially saving super rugby in Australia, I think they deserve a bit more too.
0: Yeah. Nice work. Well spoken. Michael Wells, our guest in the studio, just um, Jimmy Duffy rocked up the training yesterday. Was that for the first time?
5: Yeah. He came in late last week with his family and then, um, First training session in yesterday, so...
0: He's a forwards coach, yeah?
5: Forwards coach, so...
0: you'll be working closely with him? Yeah, hopefully. What's what's his claim to fame? Jimmy Duffy, what's his journey like in rugby?
5: So he's Irish. Uh, He's come straight from Galway, so definitely a Northern Hemisphere influence on us. So I think we did some more more defence stuff yesterday, even in walkthroughs, which is a bit rare. (laughs) So he'll definitely bring that sort of style of game to us, um, which would be good. Absolutely. Um, Now I'm going to
1: forecast into the new season, who are the teams, apart from the, the force, who is the teams to be, um, who you think, that are going to be at the top end next year? Do you reckon the Rebels? It'd be hard, to, you know, if you're if you coming over to, to the West. And he came over here, Goss, not so much. It, rugby's one thing, but the lifestyle. Who wouldn't want to come over to WA? Oh, the beaches, the, the weather. But who is going to be the teams to beat next year?
5: Obviously, it's hard to look past the Kiwi teams. You hate saying it, being an Australian, um, but they've always been the standard for the last few years. The Blues have really come on. Uh, expansive rugby, really free-flowing attack. Uh, strong backline as well. The Crusaders are perennial champions. Um, Australian-wise, the Brumbies are always consistent. Uh, the Tars have come along under Darren Coleman. So, and then even you look at the Fiji Fijian Drua, uh, Moana Pacifica, and the challenges they present, it's very new uh, and exciting. So... It's hard to actually look past anyone, to be honest, Um, and we'll treat each game on its merits, but there's definitely a few, being the Crusaders, the Blues, uh, Brumbies and Tars, that are probably... Looking as early-season favourites.
0: Looking forward to seeing how the Western Force go, and you can too, westernforce.rugby. If you want to get yourself a membership, uh, bang for your buck, I think 102 bucks, and they will do it fantastically well. Now, you're a lawyer by trade, aren't you? Is that right? Qualified lawyer?
5: Yeah, I got admitted uh, about a month ago.
0: Oh, well, oh, well done. <laughs> bit of, yeah, fantastic. A yeah, fantastic. for the great man, Michael Wells. Um, so what does that mean? Is that just life after rugby for you?
5: Uh, I'm doing a bit now. So I actually got a bit of work experience with uh, Thompson gear in in the city. Um, so, so my days off, I'm jumping in the office there and doing a few coffee runs and trying to do a bit of filing and stuff like that and experience what law has to offer because the biggest fear for me was coming out of footy and being essentially as qualified as a 23 year old graduate. So it was yeah. nice to actually get some experience now and really thankful for Thompson Gear to enable that experience.
0: Oh, that's incredible. That's bit, you probably could have done that too. Probably well, a, I'll,
5: focused I'll, on staying outside of football. Absolutely.
1: Well, I'm uh, currently in my finance degree, so having, studying law is, is a lot more difficult than finance, I can mm. tell you guys.
0: Any finance you do is going to the races today, right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Having a small little wager, gamble responsibly today. It's Melbourne Cup day.
1: Yep. Oh, Well, you've got to pay for your uni somehow. <laughs>
0: So you fly out Thursday. Is this something that you are excited about? I mean, you know, going there. Oh, and as a rugby player, rugby, rugby player, big fellas. You've got a lot of big fellas. You're not massive, but you're strong. But some of those big fellas, <laughs> how do they go in Japan? Because sushi ain't going to cut it.
5: Oh, there's plenty of food there. Um, ramen's a big one. Um, You've got to imagine Japan's got a sumo culture, so it's not like food's scarce.
0: Uh. No, 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 I'm (laughs) not. I'm not saying they're going to starve, but I feel like they have to have a lot of. See, see, I don't do Japanese. I don't do raw fish and stuff like that and that seaweed stuff. I
1: think it's. Gosh, you aren't living. You're telling me you don't eat Japanese Japanese. food.
0: No, I have teriyaki. No, what's that chicken thing? Chicken with rice. Teriyaki chicken. Yeah, that's what I have. That's what I have. Gosh. That's the only thing I'll have. You, I don't you, do. Do you do Japanese? You get yeah, oh, you yeah, look like a. You look like a. No disrespect, <laughs> Well, so You look like a bloke who would do Japanese.
5: Uh, it's the <laughs> Melbourne culture coming out. I think.
0: <laughs> you all, you footballers used to all go when when you were based at Subi Oval. Staple. It's
1: a staple in your diet. Japanese, beautiful freshness. It's a sashimi, right? You know, Japanese guys. You had to get out of nah, the block, mate. no, nah, nah. <laughs> hey, Get get a get I don't see life. too
0: many Japanese people in Australia when they come out here eating Vegemite on toast. fair point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, Wellsy, thank you. Thank you for coming in. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, And uh, SEN is right behind the Western Force, and and the fans can be too, of course. Uh, um, uh, What's his name? I'm getting written a message. They come to Perth and eat Japanese because they know it's better. Yeah, good point. They eat their food. They eat their food of choice, which is fantastic. Hey, looking forward to it. Enjoy uh, Tokyo for the next couple of weeks. How was you? Did you go to Busso?
5: Yeah, we had camp down in Busso.
0: How'd you go? It was good.
5: Really nice experience. We had a little fans day on the Tuesday as well, I think. Um, So nice to get out there. And we even did a a team culture building where we built some bikes for some kids down there, uh, which was nice seeing them, the faces on some kids getting some bikes uh, Few of you the young ones a bit rogue with them, too. They probably needed the training wells left on. <laughs>
0: Western Force do it better than most. They are a team, like the Wildcats and a couple of others, they do so well in the community, and that's just a part of what they did down there at Bustling, the culture building focus down there. Thanks for coming Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Go. Michael Wells joining us. He's the new face of the Western Force, and the Force are going to be flying, of course, in the new year, westernforce.rugby. And you can hear all the action, and we'll keep you posted right here on SENWA
2: little hammy twinge, I think, so I'll get scanned tomorrow. Unfortunately, I've had a history of them, so uh, we'll see how it goes. That doesn't feel too bad at the moment, but generally overnight, they can stiffen up, And, and but we'll, we'll get a scan and, and get the full results.
3: Against
0: Afghanistan, are you hopeful? You're still an opportunity, yeah, you
2: think? Yeah, very hopeful. Um, we'll wait and see, though. We'll know once we get the scan tomorrow.
0: There is Aaron Finch speaking last night after the Aussies had their win. I want to play this. Uh, a lot of people have having their say on social media and jumping off the Wildcats after their fourth, Lost. Last night was their most disappointing. There's no doubt about that. They'll be stung by that performance against Melbourne United last night, Shep. They were pretty ordinary. Yep. Um, Bryce Cotton and maybe Tay Sean Thomas were the best of the team. Uh, Brady Manick continues to struggle. This was Coach John Milley in regards to the form of Brady Manick.
2: You know, he finished college career at Carolina at the Final Four, like the pinnacle of collegiate athletics. Uh, And he played at a very high level in that atmosphere. Uh, Now, transferring to the professional level, um, you know, it's an adjustment for anyone, let alone Brady Manick. Um, So uh, the kid has a great work ethic, he brings it every day. Um, So at some stage, he will figure it out. You know, my own approaches as the coach, I'm like, how can I help him? uh, get himself in a rhythm. Uh, you know, he, he when he first went to Carolina, he did the same thing, and then he went gangbusters at the end of the season when he got back in the starting rotation. So, uh, let him let him see the game. Uh, you know, uh, with the second unit, he can be more aggressive offensively as well. So, um, you know, I got to do my job and try and help him out.
0: As John really last night, a lot of people jumping off the Wildcats and uh, really pointing the finger at ownership and uh, recruiting and stuff like that. The league is tougher. There is no excuses. Last night was poor. They'll bounce back and you just never know what they could produce down there in Tassie. More on that a little later. We've got Chris Lynn who knows all about uh, T20 cricket. In fact, he was one of the greatest big bash players with uh, Australia. In fact, one of the worlds has seen. He just changed the way the game was played and he's a part of the SEN commentary team. And he joins us. He's in the commentary box tonight for New Zealand and England. And what a huge game this will be. Hey, Linny, appreciate your time, mate. First things first, uh, Australia got the job done last night. That
4: means a lot. Yeah, morning, Dents. Um, yeah, obviously a good win. I know, uh, you know, the Irish, not, not, um, doesn't look like they'll make the finals, but you still got to win those games. And it was really important, um, you know, for the skipper to, to get some runs and guys, Paddy Cummins to take some wickets. I think those really good signs there. And, Um, There might be a couple of little niggles in camp, which uh, hopefully you know don't change the lineup too much. But I can tell you, it is absolutely bucketing down in Brisbane right now. Um, I know the um, Afghanistan boys play the first game, and then obviously the big game with um, England versus New Zealand tonight. But yeah, as I said, it's absolutely hosing down at the minute.
0: So we don't. So it's raining now, and Australia wants Australian cricket fans want New Zealand to win. But if it's washed out, Linny, and we don't want that because we want the cricket to happen, and you want to be involved today, and we want yep. to see this great game, one of the best of the tournament. That's good news for Australia. If it rains, is it not?
4: I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've got to actually do all the maths, but I think you're right. If it goes one point each way, I think yep. that works in Australia's favour. So, I mean, it's been a bit of the you know the story of the World Cup, to be honest, with all the double headers going on. You know, twice as many games that essentially have been rained out. Uh, but I think, look, I think it is clearing later and I've you know played a lot of cricket at Gabo. You, you only need an hour, really, of clear sky um, and you're back out there. It drains so well. And, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to see the cricket, right? So Correct. hoping it does uh, come out. But, you know, you know Finch and the boys, they'll be wherever they're flying to next. Uh, they'll be hoping it just hoses down all, all evening.
0: I'm just watching the radar now, the 256-kilometre uh, radar. Um There's a lot of rain. There's a lot of rain in that. And you're right, it's got to get through. But gee, i tell you what, it want to get through quick.
4: Yeah, mate. And you know what? It generally does in Brisbane. And it is quite windy as well. So it'll be moving quite fast. But, mate, um, that's one thing you talk about is that's controlled, controllables. And unfortunately enough, we can't control the sky. But, um, yeah, mate, it is what it is. But hopefully we get a cracking game of cricket. And moving into the the business end of
1: the the tournament, uh, we're going to see some really quality cricket. And hopefully this weather dries up. Gosh, I wouldn't be trusting that weather app, mate. Because last Friday you said that Australia v England, it's all systems go. The weather has gone. I'm going to about fifty milli- millimeters of rain just that yeah, night no, itself.
0: No, good point. You make a good point. Then. But uh,
1: yeah. Lenny, I want to touch on uh, Aaron Finch. Bit of pressure yep. leading up to this game on the weekend. Was it just as simple simply to say time at the crease he was going to find form or what do you make of his innings? Was he scratchy early was he back to his old self and if he does miss this upcoming game, who do you think might be his replacement um yeah well
4: obviously it's, a lot of people have their opinions on, on his form um, the old Aaron Finch generally scores a little bit quicker than what he did last night, but you've got to start somewhere it's progression not perfection and mate. If Australia makes it to the final, he goes out and whacks, you know, a quick fifty or a hundred, then everything that's spoken about the last six or ten months is irrelevant. So, um, mate, he knows his um, he knows his game. The boys, are, you know, everyone's behind him, and um, yeah, let's just hope he, he continues this form of you know, where he's fifty, what did he get last night, sixty-six or whatever, but. Um, what Was the second part of that question actually?
0: <laughs> he doesn't play. Who who would come I'll in from the squad? Yeah, so
4: obviously that that change of um, English missing out, he would have been the obvious choice. But he's out of the squad. Cam Green's a no-brainer, or um, you know there might be another injury too. So Steve Smith, I think, is another obvious candidate to come in. But I mean, they've got options. And I think the beauty of the Australian lineup is that. You know, guys like Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Sornis, they've opened the batting before. So, if they want to bring guys in, they've got the ability to bring them into the middle order as well. So, uh, plenty of options there. Um, You know, um, Dan Vittori, Andrew McDonald, uh, Michael Devenuto, at the helm. um, You know, they'll have all bases covered.
1: Given that you're a power hitter in the T20 format, actually, in all formats is there is there a position in the side these days for a traditional batsman who just goes in a run a ball to turn turn the um, strike over and give the strike to the power hitters or do you just go if you got the weapons at at your disposal do you just try and bring as many power hitters into that lineup as possible?
4: Um, I think you've got to look at the conditions um, obviously with the weather you know a huge part, it might have rained for you know so many days in, in Melbourne, and that therefore the covers have been on for a number of days. And that's when someone like a Steve Smith is perfect for that because the ball might nip and seam around. And you actually might need to just, when you're bowling, stick to your test match line and length. And when you're batting, you've got to be able to you know hit a swinging ball, or maybe be able to leave well, or, or be able to get across your stumps and rotate strike, um, which is something that obviously the power hitters um, generally struggle with because you know if then. If they wanted to play a test match career, you know, putting the ball in the right area, that's what they struggle with. So, um, yeah, I think there's definitely um, a place in the T20 format for that. But, you know, if you get a belting wicket, then I'd be going out with all guns blazing and just, you know, being proactive and, and really driving the game in that sense.
0: Uh, last one before we let you go, uh, don't forget, just a reminder, there is plenty of rain around Queensland. Let's hope it doesn't affect the double header today up there at the Gab. A huge game for New Zealand and England and a huge result pending for Australia on that one. Are you looking forward to the strikers, mate? Have you got the big bash season just around the corner? Are you looking forward to that?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm actually off to Abu Dhabi in two weeks for the T10, so I get a little quick warm-up there. For, <laughs> hey. uh, T 10 tournament, yeah, it works smarter, not harder. So <laughs> uh, it's a little, little warm-up game out there. And that, hopefully, you know why. I know it's 10 overs and it's a bit of hit or miss, but I actually want to utilise that tournament to hit the ground running for Adelaide. Um, you know, all that speculation, moving from the heat and whatnot. I don't want to waste an opportunity. I want to As I said, hit the ground running, scored plenty of runs, and earned my spot in that lineup um, as well.
0: Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. Uh, Let's hope the the rain gets through as quick as possible. You seem to know Queensland better than most, mate. And uh, it's great to chat to you and hear you in the commentary this afternoon on SEN Cricket, especially for the England-New Zealand game. Going to be an absolute corker. Rain, hail or shine, we'll all be keeping an eye on Brizzy today. Thanks for joining us, mate.
4: Always a pleasure,
0: Dan. Good on you. There's Chris Lynn joining us. We're here for Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save your thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au, and you can say goodbye to your regular car loans and hello to a Novated Car Lease with Fleet Network. SEN Cricket Commentator Chris Lynn joining us. A break. We're going to go to Melbourne. Miles Fitzner, part of the SEN track team. He's a busy man. Get your pens ready, because if you don't write this man's numbers down and he's got tips right around the country today, then you won't be doing yourself you'll do yourself a disservice because this guy is a tipping genius. This is breakfast with Brad Shepard and Tim Gossage. It's a quarter past seven. <laughs> Well, it is the day where racing purists just dribble. They absolutely dribble with excitement. It is Melbourne Cup day, and can you believe it, Shep? The first race is at 745 Perth time. And the Melbourne Cup, of course, the Lexus Melbourne Cup goes in oh, what time does it go? It goes at midday, our time today. Looking forward to it?
1: Oh, I can't wait. Goss, <laughs> I can't wait. This is one of the days of the year that I'll get up in the morning, I've got that nervous energy, and there's no better person to jump on air. To speak to then Miles Fitzner, who, yeah. is the, who is the self-proclaimed best tipster in <laughs> Australia, and
0: mind you, mind you, I tell you, I he is I can is well very close to it. He is from Sen Track. He's been out in Flemington all day. He's probably still at Flemington. It's cold. It's going to be raining later in the day. Milo, good to have you on Magic Man. Thanks for joining us. Because shit, yeah, not it's not self-proclaimed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what, what. <laughs> I mean,
6: result, result, speak for himself. Oh, uh, very true. Himself.
0: Yeah, but in absolutely red hot form. Hey, mate, uh, it is Melbourne Cup Day. Derby Day is the best race day. Are you excited for the Cup Day? The rest of the meeting, you can please yourself, but there's winners to be there to be found. Are you excited about the Cup itself? Look, i I am excited. I'm always
6: excited about the cup. But from a form analyst perspective and a personal perspective, it is 100% the worst day of the year for a tipster or a form analyst because, no kidding, my phone this morning I've got 132 text messages already. Absolutely no word of a lie. And everyone said. Um, why didn't Winks win a Melbourne Cup? If you don't tip me the winner today, you're no good. And people that you've never heard from, all your aunties, cousins, kids, <laughs> their friends, It's a, honestly, it's the worst day. It's, it's the worst. Well, but we love it. We love the Cup. And funnily enough, I think I can make us money today. today. I, don't think we can. I don't think we can make us money in the Cup, oh. unfortunately. <laughs> it's very, very tough. And I just need to mention straight off the top, We rolled in here this morning, Gareth Hall and I ran about 4.30. It was raining. Um, It was dark, obviously, freezing cold, and it's still cold now. And I walked out on the lawns trying to find a coffee, Uh, zero chance, trying to put the hubs in on the front lawns there at uh, Flemington. And I went, gee whiz, we're we're probably going to be on an eight. They've come back. Liam O'Keefe said we're on a soft five. I nearly fell over. But they are forecasting rain. Now, that'll be 12.30 our time. Um, So a little bit of a time adjustment for you guys a few races before, and that could be anywhere from 5 to about 20 mils. Now, if we get 20 mils, then the race turns on its head um, because it'll bring some other horses into it that are genuine wet trackers. Um, I don't think we're going to see like a Vanderheim like we did it back in, I think it was 1976 or 1979, I'm sure you'll remember that, Gos, but it's Mm. a bit before Mike. 76. Um, Yeah, 76, um, but it's, it's, I've got to essentially tell you my cup selections uh, and then I've got, I've got them with the premise that we're, we're going to be on at least a 6 or a 7 but if it gets to a 9 or a 10 I mean pull the dartboard out and just have a throw at it So I just think.
0: for our listeners, the the bigger the number, so at the moment it is a, it is a soft 5? Five? 5. Right, so the higher yep. the number, the wetter the track the heavier it is, the slower they go and the harder it is to win the race, is that correct? 100% and then that's where you know I've tried to sort of cover my bases there's going to be
6: sting out of it so you still need soft trackers um, I've tried to cover my bases, I'm going to give you like a, a sort of top four, I'll give you the betting strategy and then I'll give you my sort of six or seven that I think can all run in or thereabouts and right. that should sort of cover your bases depending on your tracks but um um, and then I'll hopefully after that I'll just actually give you some winners somewhere.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> well, my household has got five people in it, and we all get to pick two horses, and we put them all in a very small first four. And every year we've done the same thing for ten years, um, and we've never—I think we've, most we've ever got one horse <laughs> because we bet on names and colours and jockeys' names. So there you oh, go. Oh wow! I know. Anyway, okay, here well, we go. Well, here we go.
6: Right. So I'll, I'll kick it away now from a betting perspective Do- and, a, and a form perspective. Doville Legend. He's the best form horse in this race. Now, he's formed around New London, over there in Europe. I mean, he's walked past El Bodegon before as well, and we saw that form stack up in a Cox plate. Now, if you've got a price about Deauville Legend already, if you listen to the Futures show um, that we had on Essie in about two and a half or three months ago, you would have taken the Futures then like a lot of us did. He was a great bet. But now, at $3.90 or $4, I can't tell anyone to bet on him with with a conscience because shorties in the cup don't have a great record. I'm tipping him on top if we're on a good surface, but he just doesn't look a bet to me. If you are going to back Doveville Legends, what you're best off doing, you're best off standing him outright and then going and picking six, seven, eight, nine horses to box him in a trifecta or a first four after them and you'll get paid well and truly overs as long as your horses run in. That's the value play to do it if you want to back to legend. Now, the horses around him that can win. There's another international here called Who Mal that Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bock paid $2 million for overseas in Europe. I mean, he's, look, a little bit lightly framed, I would say. Uh, he's probably... Um, one of those horses that might be better off in next year's Cup, but this isn't a really strong Cup this year. I think he is over the odds where he is. I think he's about $15 at the moment. Wouldn't talk anyone out of backing him. The third of the internationals is without a fight. This horse has been specked in the market quite considerably. The male out of he is at the horse is airborne. Uh, he's about 18s into 11s at the moment. They're the picks of the three internationals that on a really good surface are going to be really tough. Now, if the track even softens up a little bit, Bit or a little bit more rain. In come the locals. The best of them, which I'm tipping to come second overall, is Montefilia. This horse is airborne, fastest last 200 of the Caulfield Cup was actually the fastest last 200 of the entire day there at Caulfield. David Payne spread the runs out here. She will absolutely run out the 3200. She can handle sort of the variables of track five, six, seven, maybe not an eight, nine or a ten. But if it's around that seven range, she comes right into this, drawn perfectly, no way. She's a star. Go right down the bottom, the twenty four Realm of Flowers for the Freedmans after it won the Andrew Rams, and this horse was um was essentially looking like a Melbourne Cup favourite. They backed it, perspective in off the mat. I think she gets in nicely here at the weight. She handles the sting out of the ground. She's going to be included. And then if it gets even wetter again, you can take the Waterhouse spot runner in night's order. Ran well in the Sydney Cup and Caulfield Cup too. Um, we'll have to cross and do it tough but loves it wet. So I'm going to give you four here that are going to be the top four, and then I'll give you those other selections. So I've got eight Doville Legends, four Montefiolio, 12 Huya Mal, and the 24 Realm of Flowers. Then after that, you can have six without a, um, without a fight. You can have the three Knights Order, and then you sort of vow and declare gold trip after that. So from a betting perspective, Montefiolio, Huya Mal, Realm of Flowers are all double figures. They're the ways I'd probably be leaning towards if you wanted to have a bet in the cup. So Miley, with the rain coming today,
1: when do you expect the the trade, the, the the track to get um, you know downgraded to looking like a more of a heavy heavy track? Is, it, is the track does it soak well? Does it does it keep fresh, or as soon as the rain hits, whilst so there's a race meet on, it it goes downhill quite quickly.
6: It's a brilliant question from you and one I'm more than prepared to answer. Now, when you race um, earlier uh, in the week, being Saturday, what happens is the the horses actually do damage the track a little bit. Now, the rail's out two metres, but when you've already got some soil moisture and you've got damage on the track, it doesn't take a lot of rain for the, for the track to then downgrade either one or two points. So you can go, if you get a share of rain that's only has, say, three or four millimetres, you can actually go from a five to a seven within the space of one race. Bang, straight through. If you go and get 15 or 20 mil, sometimes it actually comes so quickly that some of it will run off and you still only get downgraded those two, those two runs. But if you get steady rain over an hour and a half or something like that, um, it might take one or two races for it to go. Um, they'll go six or seven. Then they'll go, oh, hang on, we ran one race, that's not it again. Then we go to eight. So um, it just depends on how much rain, but the stewards will be out there. This is one, one race day that uh, they don't want to get wrong, but it's not going to take a lot to get a downgrade at all. So that's why I'd be spreading a little bit. I'd be working on horses that need to sting out of the ground, um, and that's why it's really difficult. To, to suggest to anyone, even though I'm tipping the horse on top, to go and back go the legend of the short quote. I just don't think it, you know, gambling responsibly, let's say.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, Miles, just a quick one. How many Melbourne Cups have you physically been to?
6: Uh, you know, I've been to one. Wow. Uh, and the one I came to, um, I was with a, a few guys from the from the Demons at the time, and uh, they were all pestering me to tip them and launch them into a horse and. I kicked them um, into a horse, and sure enough, that was the year that Prince of Penzance won. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and if you could turn around where we were standing out the front, and you could have heard a pin drop. There wasn't one person in the 60 on thousand where we were standing that backed it. Absolutely not one person. So, um, it, it's, it's, well, We've been to every race day here so far. I'm mm. absolutely cooked. It's only cup day. You've still, <laughs> you still got more to come. Where, well, we started with, you know, we've done the two at Caulfield and then we've done the two at Moonee Valley and we've, we did Geelong Cup Day and, um, and then, then we've gone Derby Day this, then we've got Oaks. So it's not a notoriously good punting day really because they, they, they sort of focus on the main race and then the support races aren't the sort of quality. We're now seeing Stakes Day this Saturday is actually going to be the premier race day now in Victoria going forward. It's the new Derby Day.
0: Good stuff. Well, SEN track, what time are you on here with tags and all the other battlers?
6: Uh, the battlers. It's a really, that's a really good choice of, uh, of words here, uh, The battlers are on, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're on um, at 11. Uh, they might have be on an hour earlier, but you can definitely chime in. Oh, no, they are. They're on at 10 o'clock because the first year, I think, is at 10.40. This is how well I'm going. I know, I, know. I haven't even had a coffee yet. <laughs> hey, uh, a couple of things I did want to mention. Uh, there's, there's two here at Flemington I think your listeners can have a little nibble at. White Marlin in race number two, I think, is a bet. I know it's short. You can put it in your multis. And then you can go later in the day. Race nine, number one, promise of success is around $7. You can back promise of success each way. Um, you can multi all of them up into Amelia's Jewel out there at Ascot. I'm sure you're going to watch you one of the best horses go around. Yes. And there's one other little one I want to mention, um, which is running at Kembla Grange, and this has got under the guard of a few people who snuck it out there on Cup Day. Uh, Kembla Grange, race eight, number one, airman. Uh, that's going to be one of my better bets of the day as well. So... If you can shop with White Marlin, Amelia's Jewel, Airman, and maybe even throw Satin Star in at Randwick, that's about a $14 multi. I think wow. I'll send it through to you boys there. Have a little nibble on that. You just get four best up. You take the $14 and you pull a shillelagh and you just whip one on the backside and take the $14. <laughs> ah, brilliant it. stuff, mate. mate
0: you've just broken the record for the most number of words in an interview on SENWA Breakfast. You are one of the best in the business matching Man, and uh, you can hear yourself on SEN track. You are one of the absolute finest recruits SEN Network has ever had, and it's amazing how life takes a change. I I move on into other areas, and then comes a bloke called Miles Fitzner, and the world is his oyster. The world Uh, is his oyster.
6: I'm having a go I appreciate the kind words but I do if I was going to be moving anywhere and you guys want me to come over there and just saddle up with you and Blahos I'm more than happy to <laughs> I
0: re- gets a mention I re- I re- we've got another yeah, guy called Gilchrist and with- Cummings and yeah, Shepard and Hazelby mate. and Mardo and Mark Duffield yeah, joins well, us well guys I'm
6: not sure if Shep's told you but after the grand final we caught up we had a few drinks and got to know each other and Hayes was there. I've love chatting. I had a chat to Hayes and Marto last night. So anything I can... All I can do to help out the WA yeah, team. Good man. I I've just broken the record for the most amount of words, but
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> good on you. You're a legend. Oh, there man. he is, Miles Fitzner, the Magic Man Milo. Hear him on SEN Track. Melbourne Cup Day. He's got it all covered. I, I don't know where we're going to put all those tips. We need about 14 bits, fourteen pages on our socials, but he is a tipping freak and he's uh, right across it and uh, he sounds excited because he knows his stuff. He's the best in the business. Let's get a break away. This is Shep and Goss for Breakfast. Melbourne Cup Day. The race goes at midday. The first one goes at seven forty. And that man there, Miles Fissner, is the best in the business. 24 away from 8 o'clock. Tim Gossage and Brad Shepard with you to the top of the hour. Don't forget, the first race at Flemington, believe it or not, goes in less than nine minutes' time. 13.12.55, the toolkit depot open line number is always available. And well done to everyone who got a horse in the Melbourne Cup. They're running for you. You've got $2 on the nose and you, all your names are there. In fact, I'll go through your names... Um, you've, we've gone through the horses and the names. I'm not going to go through them again because uh, if there's a lot of people listening who didn't get a horse and they can't be couldn't give a. Toss bag. Uh, Ryan <laughs> from Australia. Whack, whack, whack. Yeah, exactly. Ryan from Australind. John from Woodvale. David from Golden Bay. Brennan from Lansdale. Susan from Busselton. Lisa from Ellenbrook. Micah Pally. Roy in Melbourne. Roy's a scratch. He got a late scratching today. Luna Flair. Unlucky, Roy. Nick from Averley. Nigel from Gosnell. Steve from Eaton. Ryan from Bankshire Grove. Alan from Bunbury. Jay from Scarborough. Daryl from Harvey. Scotty from Bayswater. Xavier from Canningvale. Brian in Bunners. Uh, Luca in Guildford. Blaze in Bunbury. Phil from Capel. Kelvin from Ellenbrook. And and Vic from Churchill's. Who do you like in the Cup today? Um,
1: yeah, that's a good question, Jos.
0: You've extracted all the information of everybody else. What about putting your proverbials on the yep, line?
1: Yep. Uh, just give us a <laughs> give us a minute. <laughs> um he needs time. Le- let's uh, let's see post race, and I'll give him a tip. No, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think the bottom weight. Uh, There's been a bit of bit of noise around about it. The bottom weight. Uh, Realm of Flowers.
0: Michelle Payne's tip. Yeah. She's not riding today. Uh, she's got a beautiful headpiece on the TV coverage I've seen. Uh, she's not riding Pondus, that horse that we mentioned. It's scratched, and the one that she had yesterday that she had racing at Ballarat that
1: was close to a good thing. Beat. <laughs> it's, um, well, I'd like to know whoever was Reece riding that. Reese McCloud. Reese Okay, he's been uh, around a while,
0: Reese. It's probably a note to, note to self, whatever horse he was <laughs> in the future, just lay. He did slaughter it, no doubt, if you are listening. Yeah, first race in Melbourne, the Maribyrnong plate for the two year olds goes around in about seven minutes' time. Let's get a break away, but uh, yes, sorry. Yes, but
1: one thing going to Ascot today, I understand yeah. it's it's, it's a, the Melbourne Cup, it's a yeah. race that stops the nation. It does. It's right. at 12 o'clock, but yeah. one horse that I'm really excited to see live, Amelia's Jewel, yeah. in the Simon Miller's yard. Yeah. You know, watching that live, is it's very few and far where you get to see out-and-out out superstars yep. doing their thing in WA. No so I'm, I can't wait to see that roll around. In, uh, I think it's race eight today.
0: Question without notice for you, um, and in a moment I'm going to hear from John really about the team's inconsistency because a lot of Wildcats fans are not happy today. But, I, but um, you know, they got beaten last night, and that's okay. We understand that. But uh, I'm going to ask you about – we had a text in earlier from a, a listener who said that – they have you marked down as the their favorite number 5 to have played for the West Coast Eagles. Now I'm going to give you a question without notice, right? And I know you would know the best part of this answer because you know you have your locker at your at the game, at the ground, and normally the your team former teammates who have played for you and worn that number their name appears on your locker. Can you name the number 5s that have played for the West oh. Coast Eagles, and and there is, including yourself, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Including yourself. Okay. Name wow. all six to wear number five.
1: Oh, this is, you have stumped me a little bit here. Um, Brad Ebert, Correct. Would be one. Brad Ebert. Uh, Tyson Stenglein, two. Chatty Morrison, name? three. Dwayne Fatty
0: four.
1: Oh, well, this is where it gets tough, yeah. You know? So, there's, how many was? Two more, and one yourself, more,
0: and yourself, and yeah, yourself, five. five, Brad Shepard. and um, one more. And this this bloke is is was a friend of mine. Came across from Melbourne. Mm. Nickname uh, Chopper.
1: Yes, yeah, it's just not. Oh, uh, no, it wouldn't be him. No, no, no. I got played one. with
0: Gary Lyon,
1: Phil Reed, not Phil Reed. No, no, no no,
0: no, 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 This guy was came
1: from Melbourne, not the other way around. Okay, uh, mate, I'm. No idea. Oh, 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 I would know once I've heard the name, but
0: uh, it's escaped me just yet. He played three years for the West Coast Eagles. He played 43 games. Andy Chopper Lovell.
1: Yeah, wow. So War I wouldn't have known
0: that. number five.
1: War number five. Um, well, looking at that list, I'd be on top, do you reckon? <laughs>
6: Wow! A bit of individual brilliance.
0: Wow!
7: Played by
6: me.
0: Have some fun with that third-person self-congratulator. It's 20 away from eight. Scotty Cummings. Speaking of former West Coast Eagles, he will join us now. He's meant to be at the track because the first race goes in five minutes. But can you put out a whoo, the sirens, the warning siren, please? Warning sirens. We're trying to find Scotty Cummings. That's the bottom line. We are. Thank you. Thank you. The alert siren. He is not on course. He's gone all the way to Melbourne for the Melbourne Cup and has not got on course.
1: He's still in the pub, is he, from last night?
0: His lovely wife, Gnomes, is taking a little longer to get ready. Oh, he's throwing the wife under the bus. (laughs) Well, we are going to...
1: that's a slippery slope, that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're about to find out where is the great man. He'll join us next from Melbourne. This is Breakfast with Shep and Goss. It's 19 to 8. Well, let me tell you, the first winner at Flemington is a $30 chance. Cracker, Damien Thornton. And the good news for Damien Thornton is that he's riding Realm of Flowers that's his first win at Flemington in ninety rides, Damien Thornton. He's had ninety rides at Flemington. Anyway, there's a bit of a bolter: two, six, nine, and five across the line. Race one, so a bolter wins the first. One man who uh, is going to be there is Scotty Cummings. We'll get to him shortly. Daryl from Kingsley has given us a call uh, on the text uh, on the open line. Give us a call if you can. 13 12 55 is the number. Daryl, appreciate you calling. Good morning.
7: Good morning. Happy Melbourne Cup Day. Um, just wanted to talk about, obviously, the possible makeup of the uh, T20 side. Now that it looks like Aaron Finch will definitely miss the next game. Would you consider bringing in a Cameron Green, maybe to um, go into the middle order and then throw Marcus Stoinis up at the top, where he's done that job for the Melbourne Stars, or would you bring in Steve Smith?
1: Personally, myself, that's what I mentioned the other day as well. I think Stoinis, with a proven track record, Playing at the top of the top of the order, I'd bring him up the order and Cam Green, get him into the lineup. I think Australian cricket is earning for yearning for Cameron Green to be in the lineup. I think this is a great opportunity for him to get in. So I'd be earning on that side if if I was a selector. Awesome. All right, thank
0: you. Good on you. There it is. There's Daryl from Kingsley who has given us a call. And, uh, yep, plenty of emotion at Melbourne. Uh, Jay of Scarborough wants to know which horse he got in the Cup. Uh, you got yourself, Jay, as I take a look down the list. Grand Promenade, who has been in the Cup. Harry Coffey has his second ride in the Cup, drawn Barrier One. One man uh, who is trying to get himself to to the course. I think he's being uh, held up by a travelling partner. Uh, good morning, Scotty Cummings. Thanks for joining Breakfast.
7: Seriously, how long does it take to get ready? I mean, you put a dress on and you throw some makeup on and then you go. But no, apparently it's going to be a bit longer. Anyway, good morning, fellas. How are you? <laughs> going well, going well. Would you back the first winner? Yeah. It's paid $30. Yeah, crack a rib. Just got up. I was not on that. I was on the toppy and uh, just watched that one slot home for about fifth or sixth. So hopefully that's not the start of a pretty ordinary day. Uh,
0: mate, uh, how was Derby Day for you? What do you remember?
7: Uh, <laughs> I remember getting there. Um, <laughs> nah, it was, it was a great day, and there like, was a little bit of rain about, but we were in a good spot, and uh, um, and uh, we we started off poorly. Yoss on the uh, on the pump, but came home strong, and uh, uh, thanks to one in Perth, old Snipperucci, and that would help me, and uh, we got back on track. So. Uh, it was all good, but it was it was one of the the quietest derby days they've had. Um, they reckon, obviously, even with you know the last two years not being able to be there, only seventy thousand on tracks on uh, on Saturday, and it wasn't the worst of the days, that's for sure. The sun was out a little bit, and it was typical Melbourne, it was in and out. But today, let me tell you, it doesn't get any more Melbourne. It's currently twelve point seven. It feels like ten, and I think the maximum is about thirteen to fourteen degrees today.
1: So. Uh, uh, we'll see how we go, mate. it's, yeah, it's looking like it's going to absolutely bucket down in the afternoon I oh, don't today. say that, Chip. I won't get her out. I will not get her out of the house if she hears that. <laughs> uh, You'll be one of the, the premier marquees, so I don't think it's going to bother your setup, regardless. But do, do you think it's going to be a deterrent for the, the crowd there today? Or do you, do you expect the, the Melbourne support and the love of the horse racing that every man and his dog's going to be at the track today?
7: Coming in here this week, I thought it would be huge. As I said, you know, without a couple of years without being able to be there and the place locked up real tight, I thought the Derby Day would be massive because it is, Derby Day is the best day of racing, and and I thought it'd be huge. So it's, it's an interesting one, Tim. i have got to tell you when it'll be um, interesting when we get there just to see what the numbers are because like the forecast is absolutely dreadful, like it's just putrid. But um, so that will probably turn a few off. But uh, if Saturday is any indication, I don't think they're going to break any
1: records today. What does a day for Scott Cummins look like? Well, let's start from when you woke up this morning oh. to, to your oh. hair and makeup, up uh, yep. to the first race and, and the proceedings itself. What how does you, it look like? How you yeah, came many, to the course? Many petty as well you um, get that sort of evolution of... of
7: I have woken up in a bit of a fog. Um, <laughs> we had a wedding yesterday, and uh, it took its toll. Um, so it's going to be a real Herculean effort to get back on it today, but I reckon I'm up for it. Um, we're going <laughs> to we're going to do something, guys. You will hate this. You will hate this, mate. <laughs> we're going to catch a tram to Flinders Street Station and then a train out to Flemington mm. with the people, guys, mm. with the people on PT.
0: Won't be happening on my watch. No doubt about that. <laughs> no chance
7: whatsoever. Well, we'll get out, We'll get there about half an hour quicker. If you get an Uber from where we are here in Carlton, then uh, it'll, it'll take about an hour to get those six days to the course. But uh, um, mind you, I'm just getting a look from the lady in pink over here who suggests that we might be in an Uber. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm, just, I'm just getting a bit of a look. So, Chef, basically, I'll go back to your original question of what the day entails. It, it entails me doing as I'm told.
0: Uh, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Now, what's your, what do you like in the cup? Have you done your form or are you just hitting hope? No, no, gosh, you know me.
7: I'm all about research and preparation. Um, I'm actually <laughs> there's,
0: there's, there's, like, <clears throat>
7: Doble Legend. Dobell legend, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, big fave. Everyone's enjoying it. But I'll tell you what, I really like Realm of Flowers and yeah. I don't mind uh, Monophilia as well. So I'm going to have a look at those two for me, but there's a, a heap of talk as well for Vow and Declare. I think it's sitting at about 26 bucks at the moment, but there's a few people in the know being interviewed and all that sort of thing that I've been watching that really like Vow and Declare. So if you like something really long, that uh, that could be the go. But I'm going to be going on a Realm of Flowers and a Montepillia.
0: All right. Good luck out there. Uh, send us some texts. Well, you don't and...
7: sound very convinced on that. You don't sound like you really uh, enjoy those two y-
0: tips. Y- you're, no, right, you're no expert. We've already had Fitzner on, Miles Fitzner. Shep's given his own. We've had uh, jockeys, we've had trainers, we've had everyone tipping. As the last bloke we need. we're just we just t- paying you token importance as you go to the races <laughs> today. <laughs> just like any
7: other day, i yeah. Scotty and Goss.
0: Good, good on you, legend. Well done, mate. Have a lovely day. All the best. Yeah, good on you. there, Scotty Cummings at nine Going boy. out of the races and uh, would be great to be there. But Chefs in the chair and uh, you're not in the chair tomorrow and then Thursday we've got Hamish Brasher in the chair.
1: Yeah, we're looking forward to hear uh, Hammer. How many, how, do
0: a... how many co-hosts can one man have? You know, there's one staple, and that's me. That's me. Yeah, you do a great job, mate. Oh, yeah, thanks very much, Brad. Hey, let's get a breakaway and come back. Uh, just quickly. We'll take a break! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan from Banksia Grove wants to know what his horse was. Hey, how about you listen to the show? Numerian is your horse. Do you want us to take a break? Do you want... Do we... We'll take a break. Shit, enjoy the races today.
1: Can't wait. Great, great to be here. It's been a great couple
0: of days. <laughs> See you on Friday. Happy Melbourne Cup Day, everyone, and I'll leave you with this one. Thank you to Special K and well done to you, Lois, as well. On the, te- on the back of, of course, being Halloween, found out my girlfriend is really a ghost. I had my suspicions the moment she walked through the door.